Welcome to Filled with His Love. Today's going to be kind of a special episode because I've got my wife, Lolly, with me, and we're going to reflect on our experiences in General Conference because are you excited for conference? Yes, and I always am excited for General Conference because of the great memories that we have and the anticipation that we have of each new conference. That's right. Every April and every October, we look forward to this a lot. So we thought we'd tell you a little bit about why, because in two days, conference will be on us again. So... Um, where do we start? Let's see. Um, we go all the way back to BYU Acapella Choir. Tell them about that. Yes, <clears throat> we were students, uh, and believe it or not, our seats were assigned next to each other in choir. And we had been in class for two weeks, and I had tried mightily to get this handsome young man sitting next to me to ask me out, but he was not cooperating. But, I, I had no money. That oh, was that's the what he says. But, you know, I, I was ready to work on the guy on the other side of me because this he was not responding. But anyway, we were up at a general conference, of BYU choir singing, and we were there and having a wonderful experience, of course, singing in the tabernacle. And after this, the, the session of conference, uh, we went out to wait for the bus. I did. Russ was living with his folks in Salt Lake, but I went out, and he followed me out, and we talked and talked and talked. I was going to stay with my folks in Salt Lake, and she was returning to Provo. The bus was all lined up, ready to go, and I was looking at her. That's she- not the way I remember it. What? <laughs> That's not the way I remember yeah, it. Yeah, how do you remember The it? bus didn't come, and it didn't come, and oh. we kept talking and talking. Oh. We even saw Jesse Evans Smith drive onto the tabernacle there at the on the west side and pick up President Smith from the tabernacle. It was so cute to see them driving off together. She driving, and it was a little heavier on her side than on his. We kind of <laughs> chuckled. We had a great time. And believe it or not, the bus still didn't come. And who would ask me out but this handsome young man that I'd been trying to get him to ask me out for two weeks? So my only my invitation was, hey, why don't you stay overnight, and we can go on a date tonight, and then to conference tomorrow. How about that? Sounds great to me. Actually, the night before, I had gone to his missionary reunion with another missionary from his mission, and that's where I saw him again in action. And so I had stayed with my aunt's house, and he knew I had a place to stay. And so we went on a date that night. I came to get you where you're staying with your friend, and remember that? Oh, I yes. I gave you... This Tahitian hay. It was a, a shell lay, so to speak. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's a big thing. Because that's where my mission had been, and so I had all these shell... Lays and I gave her one, and we went out on a date. I have no idea what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I do remember though we you met my dad that weekend, and I also met your parents that weekend. That's right. I met your dad in the hotel Utah. He was a patriarch at the time and had come up for conference. Right. He came <laughs> always to conference because he was a patriarch. Yeah, and. Because of our interest in music, we both got into tab choir. Back in the day, you just auditioned, and and uh, Russ had been in the choir before his mission. He wasn't intending to get back in, but when I told him I had auditioned, he quickly got back in. And so uh, we spent was, hours traveling back and forth to Salt Lake for this rehearsals. This was all about motivation. My motivation, <laughs> my motivation was to get back in choir because she was in tabernacle choir. So we both went back and forth every Sunday and Thursday, and so we saw a lot of each other. Every day in a cappella, and then in the evening on Thursday, and then on Sunday. That's a lot of <laughs> togetherness, right? Yes, plus we saw each other every day anyway. Yeah. 
And we courted that way for the six months, and then we got engaged during April conference. So conference was pretty special because we our first date was in October, and our engagement was at April conference when this was Easter time. And so I gave her an Easter basket and tell them about that. And there were some plastic eggs in it. And he kept saying, why don't you open the eggs up? Open the eggs up. And I thought, okay, okay. And I opened one up and a ring fell out. So I cried and <laughs> laughed all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, my, my recollection, recollection was she mostly laughed. <laughs> she said she I cried. was happy, honey. I was really happy. <laughs> and we went upstairs. Our folks were actually together that evening, so they had met each other. And we went upstairs, and what did you do? I ran into the kitchen and started kind of moaning and groaning. Oh, 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 my finger. I've, I've cut my finger. My mother came over to see what was wrong, and she, uh, I brought my hand out of the water, and there was the diamond ring. So she said, and to then, you? Well, to me, you know, she said first to Lolly, she said, do you love him? <laughs> and I said, of course I do. <laughs> I tell her my recollection was her mother said, do you love him? That's not true, honey. <laughs> she loved you. She... <laughs> okay, so then we got married uh, in August. And then... We look forward to every general conference after that, both October and April, because it brought back such wonderful memories for us. After I graduated with my PhD, we moved to Rochester, New York, where I was on the faculty at the Rochester Institute of Technology. Now, we had been in Utah watching conference on KSL very comfortably in our own homes. And back in Rochester, that wasn't the case. We took our little family of four little children and sat in a chapel for all the sessions. Uh, it was not an easy thing for us to do after we had the life of luxury in Utah. But it didn't end there. Whenever we were out of, of uh, the United States, we had uh, issues with being able to watch or listen to conference. So one time we were in Paris and in the Malakoff ward in the Paris area, and the bishop had said, okay, it's general conference and we're all going to attend at the Versailles building, and here's a handout to tell you the times of the meetings. The handout came out and we looked at it. I looked over at my son and I said, wait a minute, check me out here. The times are wrong. They've got the wrong times because they had not calculated for daylight saving, daylight savings time. And so they were advertising to the people the wrong time. In other words, people would have gotten there after half the meeting was over, right? And the thought of that was devastating to us. We missed, we missed conference so much and being across the ocean at that point, we really wanted to listen. So I went up to the bishop and I said, hey, uh, the times are wrong here. So people are going to get there when the meeting is half over. And he said, he stood up to the podium and said, quick, everybody, pass, pass back those handouts and we've got to destroy them. We've got the wrong times. <laughs> so that this was our, this was our ministering, right? <laughs> In Paris. It was. In fact, if you haven't been able to uh, listen or watch conference in a chapel somewhere in the world, you've missed out in life. We, we cherish those memories we had when we were in the mission field and with our missionaries and watching conference uh, with their investigators. It was a, a choice experience. Um, when we were in Bismarck for three years, uh, the signal still was not always reliable. And uh, sometimes we'd miss the first talk or two. And we'd just go, oh, wringing our hands, come on, come on, come on, because we wanted to hear every single word. 
And then I got sustained as Sunday School General President. You remember that particular yes, I do. session of conference? This was Saturday morning in 2009, right? Right. Is that right? Yeah. And so I was sustained then as a Sunday School General President. And as soon as I was sustained, I was asked to sit on the stand in one of those red chairs. And I told Lolly afterwards, you know, you, you grow up in the church, you see all these general authorities and general officers of the church, and they are sitting in the red chairs, and you never, ever anticipate that you would be one of those up there sitting in those red chairs. But there I was on that particular day. And then that evening, it was a priesthood meeting back then on Saturday night, and I, before I got sustained as Sunday School General President, I had invited my brother, who was very less active at the time, to come to that meeting, and he had accepted, surprisingly. And so I thought, now what do I do? I can't have him sit alone down in the, in the seats all by himself, and there I am up on the stand. And so I called the Office of the First Presidency, and I said, would it be all right if I sat with him, or would that be totally unacceptable? And they immediately said, oh, Brother Osgathorpe, absolutely, you sit with him. You do not need to be on the stand tonight. It was kind of a kind Sweet thing. experience, kind. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course, that's turned out to be a wonderful experience, which has been explained in other podcasts. I think one of the greatest, greatest uh, experiences that we have every single time we're able to be in the conference center is we always seem to have a divine rendezvous or two of some kind. Just last time we saw an elder and sister Linda from our first mission in Rapid City. They were assigned there to be in Pier the whole time they were there. Wonderful, wonderful couple. They've served five missions since. And uh, just ran into them just as we were walking down the aisle. And, oh, the the joy of, of seeing them, the tears that flowed as we both remembered those sweet experiences. But this is always the case in the conference center for us when we're privileged to be there. I think that's one reason we like it so much. <laughs> I remember this was just was this last October that we sat next to the Ashtons and they made a video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That <laughs> one. That one. There we were seated right next to President Sister Ashton, president of BYU Pathway. And we were serving as Pathway missionaries. And so we were telling him about one of our students. And he said, oh, I would like to send a video message to that student. So right there in the conference center, he pulled out his phone and took a video. I took the video of him speaking to our student that was not yet a member of the church and had been participating in Pathway. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> it was great. <clears throat> so always divine rendezvous. Now, anything else that comes to mind or... Yeah? Well, <clears throat> I think we're good. Yeah. You, okay. you get the idea. We love General we Conference. We love General Conference. We hope you're going to love it. Now, the way that I've done the podcast to prepare us for General Conference is this uh, episode, of course, is appearing on Thursday, the two days before conference. And then uh, tomorrow on Friday, I am going to release the latest M. Diego Gonzalez arrangement of a hymn. This time he did Be Still My Soul. It's beautiful. I hope you enjoy it. Now, normally I, I release something in my podcast on Saturday, but I'm not going to do that this time um, because it's conference. And so we should be listening to conference and not to podcast. So my way of helping us all prepare is today, 
a few reflections, and I urge you to reflect on your special memories of conference as you look back over the years and think about the special experiences, the times when you have really felt close to the Lord in general conference. And I guess our hope and prayer for all of us as we anticipate this conference weekend is that our questions can be filled with faith as we go forward and have them answered in some way, and as we seek personal revelation, and that this conference be a wonderful weekend for all of us. Great. You know, Elder Bednar talks so much about the enabling power, the strengthening power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, and I think General Conference itself is an evidence of that grace, that strengthening power coming to every member of the Church and to anyone else who might listen throughout the world. So that's right. Our prayer is that you will enjoy conference as we have enjoyed it over the years. Have a divine weekend. Yeah, we'll see you next time.